0: I'm taking pain, I'm taking pain, I'm Wishing it could take away the pain. smoke a lot of good, I smoke a lot of good. Thinking I can blow away some pain. I'm sipping cold I'm sipping cold. I'm sipping cold Wishing I could slow down, pain. Yes, sir. Another week. Welcome to Overly Medicated, a podcast where we talk about HBO's Euphoria, starring Zendaya, and also some other stuff. We're talking about some other stuff. We've been talking about some other stuff on the show lately. You know, I like that. Of course, I'm here. I'm Justin here with Mark. How you doing, Mark? How was your week?
1: I'm doing well, yo. I must say, Substitute Everything just feels fresh every week, doesn't it?
0: It feels good that we can do this every week.
1: Absolutely. Like, Substitute Everything just fits the theme all the damn time. There's been a lot of reports and things like that that future is going to get involved in within the next month. And we always talk about Future's status of greatness Mm -hmm. about these 10, 11 plus years that he's been in the game. Oh, it's 12 now, (laughs) damn near, since, since 2010. But man, the range that he has, especially on a record like this, just fits Euphoria literally perfect every time. I must say, That's A1 show Casting you.
0: Shout out to you. A1 Casting for you. You were the one who, who, who suggested the song. That is, that is, have we ever said that on the show? Have we ever said that on the show? No, we never said it. You're I, the one.
1: Have we, went, have we went so deep into, I don't, I don't think we've given too many details on how the name was created, the title, how <laughs> we're going to do it. We were literally just like, Twenty-four hours before the pilot, we're just like, okay, we're gonna do it. Let's figure well, out X, remember, Y, and Z.
0: Well, remember we didn't do, and we we talked about this. If you got, you guys can go back and listen to uh, the bonus episode we did. Literally within the two years that this book we waited for the season, we did a bonus episode <clears throat> where we watched the pilot episode of Euphoria. Because remember, I watched it, and we weren't, you know, I w- we weren't doing a show on it mm. at, that, at that point, Cam uh cam Hay, our brother was, was like yes, watching sir. it he was like, i want to do a show and mark was like i want to do a show and originally it was going to be you two and i was going to hop in and then i was like okay i'll be on the show i'll do it I, you know after episode <laughs> two i was like okay i'll do episode two because every the, the conversation was so huge for the show i was like i'll do it i'll add another pod to my to my docket at the time and yeah. then um you know we, we argued over the name i think we argued over the name again this week too so i actually reminded me <laughs> it reminded me of when we argued about the name originally and I was just like, it should be overly medicated. It should be, you know, just like, this is what the show is. And, 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 and what we're talking about is, is, you know, obviously we're talking about euphoria, but everything we talk about is like, honestly, I looked at it like, you know, me and you are just overly, we, you could, you would think they were overly medicated with the way that we be fucking joking and laughing and <laughs> fucking giggling and shit, even if we aren't. So it kind of fit us too. Cause that's how me and you are just on a regular basis. And then I'm I'm looking for a theme first episode. I'm like, I don't know what I should play. So I play stuff from the episode? This is when it was kind of tough to kind of cut stuff from HBO Max at the time. And, you know, you were like, you know, play this. And you send it to me. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then that's where the song came. This is a super deep cut. And it's, it's so amazing. This is actually on Apple Music, I think, still. Yeah, I, I downloaded it, but this it's actually on Apple Music too.
1: The first, uh, it's on like a oh my god! I think the tape was called Drugs. It's like an X rated. It's like an rated and ESCO tape. Just a random fucking tape they put on live mixtapes in like 2013, and it had substitute and everything. And I'm like, this this is this is some of the deepest shit about just drugs, abuse, topics that Future has talked about in many different facets. Uh, A lot of people don't give Future the credit for that in certain points of time. But then Justice League, obviously it's a Justice League production. Um, They used it for their compilation, which is on Apple Music, Spotify. You can stream it each and every, well, I guess guess whenever you want to stream these things. Um, But it always fits this past week. And with everything that's been happening with season two of just things being over the top, for good or bad, it's fit. Every single time,
0: it's it's overly. Season two is overly to say the <laughs> least. You know, so you put it, you in, so you put it in caps. Yeah, it, this season should be cap. You feel me? Oh shit! We're, we're gonna talk about um, episode four of Euphoria season two in a second, but we gotta, you know, we gotta bring people up to speed with Euphoria news and things that I've seen and, and stuff that's happening. Listen, man, I I want to talk about the Barbie thing, but we're gonna we actually have a segment for her. Okay. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until we talk about the episode for Barbie. But so Barbie, we're gonna talk about her. Like talk, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about her more than they talked about her and she was on the show this week. Um <laughs> a lot of a lot of reviews, you know. I read the reviews every every Sunday night after we do the show. Because I like to I don't like to read the reviews before we do. I like to read it after just to see if, if we kind of line up. Mm. We've been lining up pretty well. A lot of people, a lot of commenters not feeling certain aspects of it, which I agree with. Um we'll talk about some of that during the show as well, but you know, namely people are kind of concerned about what that writers room looks like on Euphoria.
1: Yeah, last week was last week was pretty bad, yo. Uh granted we took like that first week and said, "Ah, well, we didn't necessarily dive right into, oh, it's just Twitter hate. Uh it's popular, so on and so forth. We 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 provided that as a piece of what it could be, but from the past few weeks I want to say that the people that were critiquing fairly early probably feel very uh vindicated at this point not in
0: time. It's a, a full vindication for me.
1: It's not an area of vindication?
0: No, it's not a full vindication for me. I don't think that they completely win this, you know, the whole the whole way through. I don't think so. No. Mm-hmm. But um I, I definitely do think that there are aspects of the show that have, you know, that that haven't hit. But I do think this honestly some of their some of their criticisms have been kind of correct not gonna lie yeah some of them have. i think some, i some, think some
1: of them have lined up some of them were you know it started getting the take as far as it just being personal as far as it being their personal take and saying ah this is something that i called i was right the whole time and this is not the way that it should be happening for x y and z granted it's not at that point in time but there are definitely people that have critiqued Especially last week's episode, and mm-hmm. have provided some actual very good insight to just how these episodes have been written.
0: Yeah, uh, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But I mean, not a lot of not a lot of news on the news wire. I saw a Sydney Sweeney interview this week. She was uh, she was doing the rounds, the press rounds. Mm-hmm. Interesting that it's just her this time around. it seems as though she's fully taken over as Sam Levinson's new muse, both on the camera and off the camera as well. She's she's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a. And I want to I want to know how you feel about this part considering the news we found out last week. She said there's there are, you know, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here. She said there are scenes with nudity that I told Sam to scale back on and he listened. And I said Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I said what which ones? If we, we were supposed
1: are- if we we're supposed to get more titty, um I don't know how they can what's what's, what's the rating on this on TV? Well, uh, I I guess they can it's, it's M, right?
0: It's, I mean, damn near X. I mean, it's only got HBO Max. Yeah, if there was it's, more
1: titty, I think we'd get start getting into that X category.
0: My my fiance watches uh, the Sex and the City reboot, and just like that is I think it's called. This show is more vulgar than that shit. And Sex and the City used to be like the, the pearl, pearl clutching HBO yeah, series. Yeah, it was the this of that era. You know. What <laughs> And it ain't nothing compared to this shit. I'm just like, uh, you know, what I'm saying, but but like this, this is like really. I, I do. Do you think that, you know, like I said last week, you know, people plant stories in yeah. Hollywood all the time. Yeah. Do you think that Sydney coming on saying this specific thing, as rumors are out, not so widespread, but getting the 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 noise is starting to get louder. It's high so enough. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's high enough that this is a response to whatever's going on.
1: Uh it should have been a better lie. I'll 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 say that. If you're going to lie, let's, let's at least lie a little bit better cuz if you're if you're saying that yeah, it was definitely way more sexual than this but we kind of scaled it back and if they did scale it back how far? Like was there insertion during season 2 and they ended up taking it out? That's something that should be very alarming. To those that end up reading that and are just like, okay, that doesn't really seem to be that believable. So I will say, it probably should have came with a better lot.
0: Yeah, it, it really should have. But um, one thing I want to talk—we talked about streaming services.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, me and you have our, we have our friendly spats over the streaming services. Our qualms, our little qual— you know, our little back and forth, But this past week, man, a lot of people upset with Spotify. A lot of people mad at Spotify. The,
1: the brow wipe that people missed on this video is crazy. A what? The brow wipe when you were doing? You're yeah. talking about the Spotify.
0: A lot of people, listen. What's going on, man?
1: What's going on with the green brand, bro?
0: It's my squad. I, problematic fave, if you will. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that where we are? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Neil Young, listen, I don't listen to Neil Young. That's you know? that, that.
1: That's where I am with it. Kind of. There's no Neil Young. Hey, what did Josh say about Breaking Bad last week on the on the on the Black Print? Hey man, I don't watch Breaking oh, I, Bad. It's not a real nigga show.
0: Yeah, I don't listen. I'm not listening to. I mean, Pat might. Yeah, I think Pat does, but you know, Pat's Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: Pat, you are not <laughs> Pat. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I have to inquire. Are you Puerto Rican, Pat? Now you got to figure that no, out, bro. We're
0: gonna ask. We're gonna ask him. Um. So, Joe Rogan is on Spotify. They paid him $100 million to do his podcast. Shit, he, has? He, has, he has been on that shit, lying and misinforming niggas for months. Longer than the months that he's been on Spotify. Neil Young decided he had enough. He said, I want my music off. They took his music off. They said, alright, bud. See ya. Deuces. Yeah. Johnny Mitchell's followed. I think two other artists have followed. Spotify let him go. I don't think... That this is an admission of them saying this is going to be this. Like, like, listen, Joe Rogan, I feel as though should be deplatformed. 100%.
1: Yeah.
0: Spotify doing this I think is not more of an admission that they are they have Joe Rogan's back but also that they are trying to play both sides and it's it's very dangerous. They're trying to say, okay, we're going to give everybody freedom of speech hmm. but like, you know what I'm saying? Because they, I think the, the, the head of Spotify says some stupid shit like, yo, we got Rappers and we got all types of people that say crazy shit on our platform all the time, mm. and we don't cut them or they. You know, what I'm saying no one says anything about that. Is that Daniel's saying, response? I believe it was. That's great. I believe it was. Yeah, wild. And I was like, you didn't have to go there. You didn't have to really say anything. Yeah, you just like let it go. But they're starting to dig themselves into a hole to a point where they actually now are starting to implement content warnings on the the podcast for Joe Rogan and possibly more podcasts to do this instead of just deplatforming them like Twitter facebook and instagram does i don't think this is on the other end of this this is not a situation where it's talking about people killing each other where it's talking about you know whatever rappers or rock musicians or anything else does I mean, Marilyn manson i believe is still in the platform you know what i mean mm. if you want to go to like you know rock music he's still on the platform i believe i think he's still on it they're trying to play both sides this is dangerous they should not have have said that because this this opens up a whole new can of worms so neil young today It could be Metallica tomorrow. COVID is not the same as these stories that these other artists are telling. COVID is something that is out, about, and real. No rapper is saying, nigga, I'm going to shoot you up like the booster, but (laughs) I will also implement the chip into you as well. I've not not heard a rapper say that at all. That's why I think it's so
1: hard to de-platform somebody like that at this point in time. I think it's too late. And I think people know this is exactly where you get it. I don't think his shows like stream on YouTube. Does he have video that goes up on YouTube or anything like that?
0: I'm not sure. Yeah,
1: I think for the most part of it, artists already have their issues with Spotify just off a monetary perspective in general. I think Anita Baker is probably one of the last few that are actually still holding off on just not putting any music on that platform because he doesn't get any fucking money for it. Um, Saw Apple Music's kind of digs at that throughout the past weekend say hey this is the home of neil young this is the home of Joni mitchell and granted didn't really care too much about neil young Joni mitchell is a i think would be a much different perspective through a lot of the though i'd probably say the older generation those that listen to a lot of 70s music
0: so rue rue would listen to a lot of Joni yes rue
1: would be furious <laughs> Rue would be very furious that Blue is not on Spotify. And and now you would have to go to Apple Music or I would assume still on Amazon Music. I would still i would assume still everywhere else, just not on Spotify. But that's the that's the that's the risk that you take. It,
0: it was corny of of Apple to kind of take that route. The usually the music, the streaming services, DSPs, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they stay pretty agnostic to stuff like that. I thought it was kind of like a, a weak dig. It's like this isn't here's the thing, y'all. If y'all had Joe Rogan, I feel like if Apple had the, the, the they don't have the, a the podcast, podcast platform
1: yeah. area to, yeah.
0: yeah, that that's also
1: one thing that they have the opportunity to be like, yeah, we don't have to take those L's because we're not digging that deep into podcast bags. Their podcast bags are much smaller and on a, on a little bit of a different scale compared to Spotify, putting like Michelle Obama front and center on your screen.
0: But here's the thing, like, that's why I think it was corny for them to do that. It's like, it's like, nigga, you don't even have this service. What are you saying? Like, of course you're the home of Neil Young. You don't have that option. Let Spotify, let them dig their own hole. Yeah, You don't have to, like, this, we, tribalism over streaming services. Come on, y'all both are $9.99. You both cost the same amount of fucking money. <laughs> the differences are fucking negligible at this point. It does not matter, bro. Like, it, it just it didn't work for me. Um, I, I saw Neil uh, say that you can find his music on Amazon. Amazon Music. He actually was like... He went the other way. His his estate was like, go to Amazon Music, listen to me. I got all my stuff up there. So yeah, he's
1: probably not too hot on Apple. Maybe Amazon is giving them a little bit of a is giving him a little right. bit more of a different thing.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. We'll 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 talk more about this as we as we. But I'm I'm a little a uh, little, little chafed.
1: That is that is pretty scary. I mean, I think Spotify should be scared of that though. As you say, Metallica's next. That could be something that is. I'm very just changing I'm just, people jump i mean yeah we don't know if Metallica's is next or not yeah. but let's just say lars wakes up tomorrow and be like yeah hey, yeah we're jumping on with joni um yeah we're taking all of our shit down too we're gonna be on apple music if you want to find us that as would a, be a bigger a DSP, hit
0: because as a dsp you're 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 trying to keep people's attention at all times yeah and you have content if you have people taking their content off that's the issue. It's not like they're getting paid a lot anyway. Mm -hmm. Like a cent is not a lot, but it's like, this could become an issue if more people do that. And you saw how Spotify bowed down to Kendrick Lamar.
1: Boy, Kendrick, boy, when Kendrick wanted to swing on Spotify for X.
0: over, Over, over something I felt as though it was just like, the fuck
1: the funny thing is they didn't even they didn't even i think that got the area of deplatforming as they tried to do with x and it really wasn't that bad like they didn't pull his music off streaming they just de-playlisted it
0: yeah they took it off a playlist the same thing that they did with um our, r kelly no they took r kelly r kelly's gone huh
1: r kelly's gone gone i thought his album's still on spotify i think he just ended up getting de-playlisted so bad that you just cannot hear anything and you won't see him in a 90s r&b you won't see him baby making grooves. You won't see him on oh, Goddare. He's here he's,
0: here. he's here. he's still on there with his wow. discography, right? His, bro, his songs, super low. Super low plays. So it, it does work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. His number but one it's is. Not, but it's not taking the entire album off and be like, no, no, R. Kelly. And I think that's what Kendrick you know. thought
0: with X. Number one ignition, fifty
1: uh five
0: hundred. Uh <laughs> I would say five hundred. <laughs> It's like, it's not like these aren't growing numbers. You know what I'm saying? It's not like growing numbers. Yeah. It's like, it's just like stagnant. Yeah, like, they sit there. It, it, it gets, it, yeah, they just, it's, it's stagnant. Oh, okay. So yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. We'll keep an eye on this. So uh, let's get into the show. Uh, let's get into this week's episode of uh, Euphoria. I've been hot since the birth of my son. I remain unfazed. Trust worse has been done. Man, fuck evaluation. Show me personal funds. Lot of love on this episode of Euphoria. A lot of love being given, taken away. Said.
1: Love or episode love? love.
0: Hashtag love. Uh episode. Episode name. You who cannot see, think of those who can. A reference to a phrase. That was frequently reproduced on leaflets distributed by French Surrealists. Uh, You kind of get that idea from the kind of the um, the triptychs of Jules over in the first couple of minutes and all of this stuff. A lot of really beautiful opening um, of the show this week. But we open with 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 Rue and Jules doing the do doing the deal, brother having sex, man. Here you go.
1: Did you know what it was as soon as as soon as you saw Rue's face upside down? What's up? ah, yeah. That's what it is. Is. <laughs> ain't no fucking way they would have that. I know I know the I know the audio and the cinematography is nice, but ain't no way you hearing you hearing that, boy. i tell you ah,
0: what. I know people was thinking this is about to be like a Vanessa del Rio scene, then like, <laughs> <laughs> like chill out, y'all. Chill out, nah. They ain't doing all of that, bro. Uh but we get we get to them having sex and uh Rue says, I don't think you understand how much I love Jules. And you see some really great shots here. There's a lot, a lot of really cool recreations. Very music video-esque, and I think a lot of this episode reminded me of a fucking 90s music video. Um, Jules as Frida Kahlo. Uh, Jules and Rue as, as Swayze and Demi, Demi Moore and Ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titanic callback. Yeah. Snow White callback. Brokeback Mountain callback. I, I Have you seen Brokeback Mountain? No. Put it on the list. What? I would love to... I would love love, love, love to do an episode. My, re- talk- my live reaction to Brokeback Mountain? Your reaction to Brokeback, which to be honest with you, Brokeback Mountain was such a fucking big deal when it came out. Oh, yeah. Tamest movie ever. Fucking tamest It's tamer than this shit. It's actually a lot more romantic, to be honest with you. The way that,
1: and, and isn't that crazy? As we, uh, we have talked about the ways that hashtag different time has affected a lot of things and just a lot of the things that we watch. The way that they discussed Brokeback Mountain made it sound like it was gonna be 90 minutes of erotica. I don't right. I don't know because I never watched. I don't know because I never watched it. I just Bro, know for a fact I, I, that
0: when we saw it, when I saw it, I thought I was gonna see like just dicks all just- with, like Euphoria. I thought it was gonna be Euphoria. Ah! Ah! <laughs> like, I thought I was gonna see that. Did not see any of that. Instead saw one of the one of the best love movies, love stories I've ever seen in my life. Huh. Um Rue said so I put that on the list so a really good movie. Um Rue says this may be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me but she's so high she cannot feel it rue faking everything at this point in my notes I'm like auto green for faking it uh, <laughs> see see how you be early, see how you be early with the green wars yo hey man who hasn't fake who hasn't faked a nut oh I'm gonna be silent and wait for somebody to answer who hasn't who hasn't faked it? let's talk about it come on now I ain't never well come on now well the
1: glaze at the I mean, ceiling, the glaze at the ceiling say, is already telling get it out,
0: up. Get out, you know what I'm saying? Get out in the room. She try, This is somebody she like, Rue not trying to get out. I was trying, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get out of the room.
1: The fact that she... Here's the thing. I was very concerned off the fact that you are so high that your pussy's numb. That's just one thing.
0: Bro, Norcos, listen. I had a kidney stone. <laughs> a couple <of> weeks ago. <laughs> that's, that's the... The most painful, and, and you know, it's funny. Mark was I there. I shouldn't,
1: I shouldn't, I shouldn't be, la- I shouldn't be laughing, yo. But that is, that is one of the wildest sentences that have been I'm Never really medicated.
0: Well, I was medicated because I had to, I had to be. You know, I don't, you know, I'll do anything. But me and Mark was playing. I was playing GTA. I guess you, I think you were playing GTA too. We were both trying to 100% San Andreas. Oh grass. man, that was that night. Yeah. And I got it the night we were playing, and I disappeared. And Yeah, Yeah. Just- after
1: a while, I, I was in there talking. We were talking about Vice City. Everything was cool. Or maybe it might have been San Andreas at that time. And we're just yeah. like, yeah, man, this part fucking sucks. We just got to do all this stupid grindy shit. And then after a while, you kind of went away. So I was like, damn, he's re- he's really grinding on his shit. All right, fuck it. Let me grind my shit. And then I stayed on for like maybe 20, 30 minutes more. Turned off, I didn't hear you, so I was like, all right. And then I just turned off the system. I was like, he must have...
0: I was on the floor or on the way to the hospital, like, <laughs> <laughs> but they gave me Norco's and like Norco's were, were so potent that like they just basically, they basically shut your whole shit down. Granted, they weren't as powerful. They, they, they they're not really as great when you have a kidney stone. Cause it's like, it, it, it's just a pain. That's just so immense that Norco's cannot help it. Yeah. But like, norcos will shut your whole shit down and make you in and, and just you just don't feel nothing mm-hmm. like you're you get nauseous all that shit you just feel like nothing so yeah norcos can can get you like that um so jules jules realizes that well rue has a fake orgasm what do you was- feel about what do you feel about zendaya having these scenes where it's like it's like she's trying to like be edgy and like you know i'm an adult now and like i'm doing all this stuff but but like she don't go like it like as far as everyone else like do you do you feel like she like they're they're very they're very uh careful about what they show of her?
1: I thought the Malcolm and Marie scene was her literally jumping off the roof with that. And that was probably the sexiest shit that she's ever actually or the not even sexiest but the edgiest shit that she's ever done probably as far as getting that romantic with somebody. Um but I think people have talked about how not necessarily protective but how She's in still brain her in parents are with her character, I guess you would say. And maybe oh. she's had more than enough characters um, throughout her acting career. Obviously, this is a Disney girl. She's done plenty of things, plenty of movies, so on and so forth. But I guess that image is something that her mom and her dad are still very aware of have eyes on it maybe things like that so i would i've always assumed that it doesn't really get too far past what we saw last night because of that
0: yeah for sure for sure um elliot is talking to jules jules does or elliot doesn't believe uh that she's faking it but jules isn't quite convinced so elliot asked jules if she wants if he wants to teach her how to eat pussy and i said oh man this, this is a dangerous son of a thing. bitch <clears throat> started sucking on on fangus Sucking on hands, and I and you got to have I full was,
1: confidence uh, delivering that line too, because ain't no way, ain't was, it's no the, fucking way. It's the big P. <laughs> pushing E. Push an e. Uh, we, I think we might got to change it, man. Let's 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 push some E, man.
0: You Pushing E, pushing E, you pushing E. Uh, come on, man. Uh, uh, uh.
1: If you know, if, Elliot, if Elliot hit one of those this this week, I would turn the TV off.
0: Ah. Uh, um, Elliot, real eater. <laughs> all right, or, or, Jules. Or, like, wait, Jules, off, off the hand game. She said, "All right, all right, <laughs> okay, let's go." I said, "Wow, well, we here." Uh, Jules and Jules and Elliot are about to hook up, but Rue comes over, uh, leading us into the intro, uh, motherless child intro, and it's Maddie's birthday. I'm a little confused at the timing of this because it skates back and forth between her birthday party and where we left off last episode. Mm-hmm. I thought I was very confused writing wise, and um. I guess we talk about our overall thoughts on the episode here. A tiny, minuscule improvement over last week, and I think that's mainly because of the visuals. But I'm sorry, Mark. Past the 30-minute mark, this episode is gibberish to me. It is just absolute, like, what the fuck are they doing with this dialogue and this shit going on in in this show?
1: And it's real hard to give so much props to the cinematography for, I think, between you and I, we have literally had zero complaints about it. We love the way it was shot from the pilot to the carnival Mm -hmm. to everything that we've seen in season two. There has literally been nothing bad to say about how it was shot. The writing, though, this season, kind of confusing. And I think as they jumped into the areas of Maddie and Cassie and Nate throughout this entire scene, I think we're either getting there or we have completely passed the criticism that Ted Lasso got. With Keeley and Roy Kent. I think this it's has
0: worse. It was worse.
1: I think I think I think it's gotten worse, yo. Like Ted yeah. Lasso fans that watched season two were pretty upset with how much that storyline took over a lot of Ted Lasso and how much we hadn't seen of the team and their games and so on and so forth. I don't think this is ending.
0: Yeah. It
1: was bad last week, it was bad this week, it's gonna be bad next week. It got even worse this week because a whole other piece of the storyline got added to it. It's gonna be worse next yeah. week. I'm sure the finale is going to have something to do with it. This is what season two is going to be summarized up as. The relationship between Nate and Cassie. The relationship mm-hmm. between Nate and Maddie. And what's worse, how they have showed the difference <clears throat> of Nate since episode one going into tonight.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about how they're booking Nate. to use a wrestling term because this is some this is some strange... Th- uh, Double turn booking we that have seen and it's it's I'm not with it at all. Um, we pick right up from the end of the last episode with Nate and Maddie in the house. Lexi knows something's up because again we we were interspersing between the birthday party and this. There, the timeline fuckery in this, Mark, not a fan. There, it was a bunch of jumping from one place to the next. Not a fan of it. It felt v- I had whiplash by the end of this episode because <laughs> I i'm to take notes of all of this shit. Trust me, it's tough. I'm not used up with this shit. Maddie and Nate have the convo that we've been waiting for. This is my favorite scene in the, in the episode, by the way, um, and and I think the best that they've ever written, Maddie, by far. Do you agree? Yes, because
1: yeah. I kind of felt it at the pool.
0: As much
1: as we didn't really talk too much about it, in that I think I think the pool was what the pilot. No, no, that was the second episode. The second episode with the pool. Um, it really did feel like, even for a moment, she was getting to an area where you know. Peace doesn't seem so bad. It's calm. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a little job here. getting a little side hustle shit on. High school is probably not that bad. I mean, obviously, besides all the trauma, of course. But maybe I can get a life like this. And clearly she doesn't because she kind of admits to Jules of the Bowling Alley, hey, I like drama. I'm messy. Mm -hmm. And that's cool sometimes. Completely cool. But as Nate is now trying to come back and rekindle things, I think she's starting to realize like, yo, Without you, I'm really not the person I'm depicted, and that's a hell of a feeling for somebody yeah. to feel after being separated from somebody that's giving you pain, anguish, and a whole bunch of bullshit for the past couple months.
0: But it was a honest, and it kind of reminds me of what we mentioned earlier, Malcolm and Marie, and Sam Levinson loves these these one on one, two you know two people conversations mm-hmm. with one camera. I thought it was really greatly shot um i love the line like did you know that i loved you and not just like fucking but do you know that i loved you and and nate kind of being taken aback and realizing and again we're talking about nate here but realizing like oh fuck like <clears throat> i loved you too but more than just the toxic stuff but we're toxic and we shouldn't be together and you know it, it, it was it was really good and i thought it, it humanized nate in a way that we've never seen and also made maddie more than just the girl and the memes whereas like she, you know, because Maddie's the one, the Euphoria High School poster girl. Yeah. She's the one exactly talking about when they do that. And they made her more than that. And I thought it was I mean, she's still wearing the the owner of the house, the the mom's dress or her robe while they're talking. But she was still, you know, I thought it was really it was really just sweet and, and really humid what they did there.
1: Yeah. You saw a lot of vulnerability in Maddie, so much so that I actually do want to apologize for something that I did send you as we were discussing our uh as we were discussing. Our live, we have a little bit of live discussion as Euphoria is on. Um, I had said uh, Maddie does not help these old comments that she gets online with this 1967 ass robe. So I do
0: wanna apologize, Alexa. <laughs> they said Maddie, Maddie saw the, the last supper, man. Was- <laughs> yo, yeah, yeah. they be, I, 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 thought,
1: I thought, yo, they roast they pretty be- bad. They roast pretty bad. Stan's, Stans got it, yo. Stan's be Gosh. roasting a whole different type of time.
0: Josh has a great story about about Alexa Demi. We can't repeat. We it can here, never
1: ever tell a story of a
0: story.
1: Alexa Demi. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: we we then intersperse and we we go to uh, Nate and Cassie at Nate's house. Nate says that Maddie isn't and and he aren't together again. But Cassie, of course, feels stunned. She of course knows the deal. Um, Nate says, "If you were a sweet person, you wouldn't have fucked your best friend's boyfriend," which leads to the argument of all arguments. A bunch of yelling for about five minutes here. Uh, Cassie says, "I don't care what happens to me." She says, "You know, I'm just gonna make sure that you and Maddie are never together again." Cassie says, uh, "Nate and Maddie are toxic, and she's gonna do anything in her power to stop it." And Nate accidentally calls Cassie Maddie, and I said, "Oh man, this is—he's <laughs> not keeping it pee whatsoever here." Yeah. And but I, but it's also like again, it's the writing here. It's like Nate was so cal- calm, collected, on point, never slipped, even as early as this season with with his pimping. Now he's slipping. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, what is what's up? And he wasn't
1: plenty of he wasn't plenty of uh, rendezvous in season one. Didn't really felt like anything was really get, getting to him. He was in
0: control. he was in control. Yeah. And it's like it's very weird to see him not in control where it's like, does he love Cassie? Does he love Maddie? No. Yes. I don't know. But uh, Cassie says she's crazier than Maddie. And she says she doesn't care what happens. She doesn't care what's going to happen. And she's going to she's attempting to blackmail Nate into into loving her and being in a relationship with her. Nate tries to tell her that he loves her. She says, "Yeah, yeah right. Bye, bye." She she hits the she hits what I'm very afraid of whenever, like I've been in some pretty toxic relationships, mm. and you never want to you never want hear. Okay, I'm out. You do it in that voice after some,
1: something is going to be something is going to be plotted, and this was my fear, yo. Granted, our green award Rue has been very deserving of some, but the person that was lurking for three weeks is this crazy fucking girl. And you know what? I can't even really say it's one. I mean, fantasy says saying he's crazier than all this. He's going to blow everything up. 100% her fault. Mm-hmm. But I'm not letting Nate off the hook, yo. Nate is not going to get a face turn under my watch. There is no oh. chance in hell. He lit, he might've lit the fuse. And yes, this shit blew up in his face. So much more crazier than he had expected. But you let a fuse. You let a fuse. Now now things are completely bad and she's going to try and wreck your life.
0: But it's from your own doing. You got a minor, he's just like me uh, meme. A minor one this <laughs> this episode.
1: No, I'm never going to have a he's just like me. Ain't no way.
0: Minor. Minor this episode. Um, We get to Lexi, who's literally casting people who look like Cassie in her play. Not a lot of movement this episode on the Lexi stuff unsurprisingly with everything else we're going to talk about here uh she's taking their conversations and using them in the play uh we we didn't talk about the her assistant
1: yeah new co- her, her, her co-producer last week
0: what a voice she got a voice for steven universe that's a crazy ass <laughs> voice <laughs> <laughs> um we, we we get back to uh cow still listening to nxs Cal, this is this episode is Cal's awakening this is what niggas wanted? I guess this is what we waited two years for was Kyle's awakening here. Uh, he starts goading Nate, says, you're a part of me that I'll never understand. Kyle is fucked up, head wrapped up. He's clearly still shaken and 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 fucked up from what happened between uh, himself and Fezco last episode.
1: The boy, white meat showing. That's why.
0: Boy, he had One the One sneeze, that shit leaking. He had the... Uh, <laughs> he had the wrap that they used to put around DDP's ribs in WCW. <laughs>
1: Or or when, or when Foley used to go headfirst into a damn table, they had to wrap the shit under the damn hell under the damn mask.
0: Oh, this is post Royal Rumble '99.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, man, that is the Rumble '99 rap. Oh shit! Ah. I'm sorry, Mick. Damn. he
0: was getting, he was getting them rock beaters. Hey,
1: hey, <laughs> hey, Fez was putting that chair to his skull, boy.
0: No, that was Astray. Oh yeah,
1: Ashtray put the chair to his skull. Yep, let's be clear.
0: Um, big thruple energy as we go to Jules and Rue and E. Uh, rule says I'm going to the bathroom, and then Jules and Eve make. I'm d- d- okay. How freaky was niggas? I know niggas was freaky in high school. Is this this some freaky shit to me?
1: Nah, uh, 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 a low key threesome. Nah, not yet. Now,
0: what you doing? What you, what you doing when it's like, damn? Let's make her jealous in front of your girlfriend.
1: Ain't no way. Ain't <laughs> no way. This up? is this is why this is why I labeled this as hashtag jit talk. Am I freezing up? Am I, free, yo, am I freezing up? I don't know, yo. Like, imagine being put in that situation. Imagine being put in the situation where make out, the other one comes back, you oh, slide, slide off to the bed like nothing happened. Then she starts, <laughs> then she says,
0: <laughs> <it's, laughs> <it's, laughs> imagine, imagine comes to the bed, you like, oh, <laughs> oh, well, one thing we forgot to say was that was that E. Elliot said he was gonna put his dick on his waistband.
1: <laughs> and, and I texted no,
0: you, I've never been that nigga. Niggas don't do that, right? Yeah, I'm putting between the legs and walking out like I'm niggas, s- do,
1: niggas do not do dick and waistband. I've seen I've, I've seen so, dick I'm, and so. waistband in different shows, movies, like and niggas do not do dick in waistband. Ain't no oh.
0: way. This is one of them, this is one of them come on her cunt moments where it's like, ah, <laughs> Real nigga not saying that. Real nigga say, I'm 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 a I'ma I'ma either hit the you know I had to do it to him pose <laughs> or I'm putting between my legs and, and sashaying out. Like <laughs> if
1: Elliot hit the you know I had to do it, we need the edit. We need the you know I had to do it to it for Elliot. Cause I dare I for sure thought as soon as we saw this scene, wow, there's actually gonna be a threesome. There's actually going to be a threesome, but we didn't get it.
0: Yeah, they're still playing Drew through there. I'm kind of over this whole thing they're doing here. I'm I'm not it's 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 J it uh elliot licks jewels and uh and then we we get to them going to go uh steal some alcohol we we get uh we get baby keen playing there you go y'all Recent oh, music. hey i
1: hope y'all happy yo hope y'all happy the part the party was playing this is how we do it and i said oh no here we go again
0: <laughs> oh that still goes up a young part It still it really does still go that's that song is on commercial still so yeah. like yeah it's there shouldn't be a complaint
1: about that but then i heard llc my bitch hold on blood, hold on i said hey (laughs) y'all got it the yeet's here the yeet is (laughs) here can't say can't say shit this week
0: uh but we're gonna get to this next scene but i'm gonna introduce a new a new segment I, i hinted at it earlier i'm gonna call this this segment cat watch Hello. Hello, my name is uh, J5 Loader, here with another edition of Cat Watch, chronicling Barbie Ferreira's absence from the Euphoria TV show. This week, as we wrap up her appearances in the episode, she's looking sad. She tells Maddie she can't stand Ethan. There is a difference between you what you think you want and what you should want, as Maddie says, bearing on the nose. As we continue on in the episode with Cat, she is at the, she's at the uh, jacuzzi. She is looking sad. She is in the background. She is looking at Cassie, and she is at the end montage. I counted a total of two minutes and thirty seconds of cat in this episode. Mark, what did you think?
1: It's not a good booking, yo. Can do, can do more, can do less. If we're if we're talking, that segment was probably longer than the amount that we have watched cat on Euphoria. <laughs> For this episode. And probably the whole fucking season, really. We, got, we gave a whole bunch of props. We're not shitting on Kat's character throughout all of season two. We want to see more of it. We love the scene. Probably one of the best things that we saw through the entire season two with her scene. But after all this beef, after all this mess, after all these issues that we have been seeing being reported and rumored about. Starting to tie the strings together on why... We are giving less of a shit about her relationship with Ethan. Clearly, she has been stressed about this for four weeks. Hasn't done a single thing about it. Hasn't talked to Ethan. We don't, we don't know even Ethan know side.
0: We don't even know why. Like, we we have no... We got that great scene two weeks ago. Just said, yeah, and Ethan's I still- a dank.
1: And uh, we're yeah. like, well, yeah, but we kind of saw that from season one. I mean, what changed? Like, it's been two years. It- what, is, what has really yeah. changed?
0: it feels like large sections of things that had to do with her have been cut out of this show. And it's pretty unacceptable when you can have other things on this show that are far more storyline wise problematic to a lot of things Mm. than have this. And she was actually a, a, a piece of balance on the show in that she was completely away from all that. And it was an empowering journey. And like I said, last, last week, it's something that I like to see every single week. She's a fantastic character. They are they are shelving her. They're, they're fridging her out, if you will. It's hard not to look at that story from last week and then watch this episode and then think about how many times we've seen her previously and not think that there's something going on behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, we thought people were going to obviously be taken down just a bit to heighten up some of the bigger characters that have blown up and, of course, the actors and actresses that have blown up within the past two years.
0: But not at this level. Like, this is... It's egregious, this is bad, yeah. It, it's tough, and, and I mean, there's not going to be much. I'll mention Kat, but it's only because she serves an expositional purpose, it's only because she's a plot purpose yeah. and because she's actually said something. But isn't she, ha, she has no footprint on this story anymore. And looking at the next time on that, ain't changing, yeah. it, it is not about her anymore. It, I would be surprised if she's even in the next episode. Let's just be clear. How they pushing,
1: and on top of that, how are we even going to get an ending to this? Would people want to see? how this ends between Ethan and Kat, what happens afterward. We have such little time on this fucking show and we have four, what, four episodes left? Yeah. How are you going to paint that picture? How are you going to illustrate that? You're already illustrating a huge amount that we mm. do not care about this week. And we don't get any pieces of that with Kat. So they have to find the next four weeks to try and let us know what's going on with that character. Otherwise, it just feels like the use of Barbie Ferreira the season has been a waste.
0: No, it's t- it's terrible and and I'll get to more issues with the writing as we start to get into the 30 minute mark here of uh the episode as I r- write in my notes <clears throat> um we we are at the the well actually that that's past the party I mean the, the cat part was literally that one that first beginning scene in the party mm. uh uh Jules and Elliot steal some white claws this would ne- literally never happen nigga <laughs> they would have got filled full of fucking holes <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the first, first off the nerves the nerves that i think some teenagers would have of stealing some white cloth but I, I will say though i will say we don't give too much props about realism and realism has been a thing that has been a very big storyline on season two of this season from just everybody that's been watching it the fact that these teenagers don't know what the fuck to drink and they're picking up Limeritas, White Claws, goddamn anything canned, that's good to me. Because if mm. Elliot would have been like, Yeah, let's grab the henny and let's get let's make some fucking incredible hulks, I would have been like, Yeah, now I see what people are talking about.
0: Yeah. Um, so they're they're trying to escape the the uh the cashier owner of the corner store hits the, the window with the baseball bat. Um we saw that in trailers, mm. uh, by the way. Uh, Cal nigga, Cal takes the tarp down on the Jeep like he fucking Batman.
1: Tap that arm. He said, "I need that. I need that feel again. Bring it to nineteen eighty.
0: That, that new sensation,
1: new sensation. He's tapping it. He needs that <laughs> run in that NX, NXS. excess.
0: Yeah, though that that in excess, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so he's playing the NXS. excess and. You know, I'm like, okay, we're we're getting back to you know, uh, hitting hit, hitting gay man, <laughs> evil gay man, which I think is just a terrible trope. I'm like, I really want some, and I tweeted, I want some of my LGBT friends to you know let me know how you feel about the cow stuff this episode because I I thought it was like, you know, this has been a, a, a complaint that we've seen and we saw it in some of the reviews last week of, of the the closeted, evil gay man trope, and. It, this was in full fucking force you know uh, hates his life hates you know being four hates his children we've seen this a lot in in different stories of, of that and i i feel like it's really kind of fucked up to kind of demonize you know a character like this for not for for, for not having that because you know it's very hard that you know i could never imagine how hard it would be to come out you know what i'm saying especially someone from from his his generation yeah the way the show has like molding him in season one it's like they want us to forget the kind of guy he was i'm like this is still a fucking pedophile <laughs> we are chronicling a pedophile story i don't care about cal bro
1: if there are large
0: part of it, i don't care about
1: if there was a way that i could literally just take a look at him wanting to wrestle in a bar uh going back home and doing x y all the different conversations that we have seen we saw for at least like 20 25 minutes of cal this week I wish I could just put a big red predator just right on the screen. Have it blink. If I got to put Scott Steiner alarms on it, please. I don't know what convinces any of the writers of Euphoria to think that we want- There's only one,
0: Mark. There's only one. It's Sam Levinson. That's it. There's nobody else telling him no. There's no one else editing him. He has complete fucking control over this.
1: I don't give a shit what happens to Cal. This is a child- predator do we even get a an ending to that we're probably not because nobody has told police about what the fuck he does to kids and all of us are well aware his son is well aware and as you talk about the review that we read about evil gay man taking it out on his family that review ended up being so well discussed and well depicted i was literally jealous of it because if it's not evil gay man taking out on his family it's confused gay son now being very angry and irritable and taking it out on his girlfriend and his friends and everybody else that happens in high school and those are really mm-hmm. our two gay male characters that you have on euphoria granted they go through a whole bunch of different lanes and maybe that ends up being acceptable to those that try and believe a lot of what is going on with a lot of the story but from the gay male perspective people are fed up and i completely see how that could end up being that way
0: yeah like i i can't you know i am a straight african-american male i can't even imagine you know mark the same we can't imagine what it, what, it, what it's like to go through anything you know that 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 people who have not come out and not sure there's you know, I can't imagine it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even gonna attempt to. That's why when touching on certain things, like I don't even try and come at it from a perspective, and especially with Jules, like Jules is such a large part of the story that we have to talk about. So like obviously we talk about her, but I'm not gonna act like I'm I'm the you know, the forthright ambassador of everything that's going on here, you know. No, I at, I am at best a a observer, you know what I'm saying, and and a supporter, you know what I mean? But even I <laughs> know that some of this shit is kind of like very tone-deaf and the cow stuff from start to finish he he's he's drunk he's trying to basically kill himself he he's he goes to the bar uh and and does all this stuff like it, it is it's it, it's a lot so he goes to the bar that, that, that he and Derek went to that we saw last last episode um but we're, again this is the part mark where everything is literally ha- i got whiplash from all of this switching of scenes and it's very tough to take notes on this show because they don't stay on one thing very long um Rue is drinking the white claws. Elliot knows that she's either had a fent or some heroin and she sniffed it. That's we don't know what she took. It was red. Elliot doesn't take it. We thank saw God him he not blew it drink. out.
1: Thank God. Yeah,
0: He did not take it. Um but he's like, you know, Jules you should not and Rue should not be drinking. Um Jules is like, yo, you you drink now? And she's like, yo, yo, I can't stand you. Take me home. And Rue obviously wanting to figure out a way to get home so she can she can get a fix. Um Back at the party, Maddie accepts, Maddie, uh, Maddie gets a Tiffany necklace for, from Nate. Again, how fucking rich are these kids? No jobs, by the way. Come on, man. Cassie make, Cassie, making it hot. She's sweating. Mom, what like, he, what's he, going he, on? She's making it hot,
1: all right.
0: She comes down in a fucking bikini. Talking about, yeah, I'm trying to go to the, what you doing when she comes out in that bikini, bro? What you doing?
1: You saw Nate turn around and says, she, she took the long the long walk down and, and went and nigga, go to the hot tub?
0: This, this nigga Nate said, you know what, man? I'm about to go home. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled a Nas nice belly. <laughs> he said, you know, let's go to Africa. <laughs> he said
1: t- yo, Nate tell Maddie, let's go to Africa. I'm never watching this. i sh- i ne- never watching this shit again, yo.
0: Oh my God. So uh, Maddie said, No, nah, you ain't leaving nigga. Stay here, get in the hot tub. So Lexi's on to her, but uh Cassie's still making it very hot. She's got a she's got a, a, a fifth. <laughs> she, she got a whole thing of tequila or something in her hand. Kyle back at the club. He pushing drunk D. He ain't pushing P. He pushing drunk D. <laughs>
1: when I saw the fingers lingering, I was like, oh, fucking brother. I was already so he annoyed pl- that he's sliding to this damn bar throat, but then we see what else happens with this.
0: So he plays uh, Drink Before the War by Sinead O'Connor. Deep cut. Deep cut here. Two on the nose, as obviously they're both drinking. And this is, this is the episode that's the calm before the storm. We've been saying episode 5 is going to be the one looking to be that way, but very on the nose here i'm gonna tell you this right now cassie would not know this song this was literally a scene that sam levinson wrote in to try and as crazy as this fucking sounds considering who cal is these are not the two of the same people in the same situation of having to hide something this is not the same thing yes yes (laughs) again big red letters predator what the fuck was he thinking writing this this was an insane like this is like like it, there are certain parts of this show that we talked about in certain terms of the male gaze in terms of of of, of how he handles representation of which he's kind of again you know some of it's been okay some of it's been like whoa, what the fuck this this scene of any of, of the other scenes proves to you that this show is written by a man <laughs> like it is written by a fucking man bro this scene was wild
1: yeah and Granted, we gave streaming a couple minutes earlier in the show. It's hard for a 16, 17-year-old. What's the first thing you think of when you think of Sinead O'Connor?
0: I think of the SNL thing.
1: Me too, right? Her, yeah, her, I just, her, her ripping the picture of the Pope. Because that's what we learned as fucking kids. Ooh, one of the biggest fucking amazing moments in SNL history. Rips up a picture of the Pope. That's the first thing that I think of when I think of Sinead O'Connor.
0: Know, but, but what we know of, of Cassie is that she might be... I'm not trying to get into the like, musical fucking habits because we don't know. Yeah. The only person that we've actually been clear about what that is is, is Rue, who's always listening to old shit. Yeah. But this scene was just there. You could have had Cassie not singing the song and it just playing, and I still would have got the message. Her hamming it up to the song was a little much for me.
1: While Nate May- <laughs> and Maddie literally watch as she is putting on a picture outside. And, and, and furthermore, more on realism... Is anybody going to talk about Cassie's tolerance tonight? <laughs> Let's talk about the White Claws. Let's talk about the Limeritas. Let's talk about the beer that she had in her hand. Let's talk about the shot that it looked like she took in front of her mom. And then, what did she have? Uh, during this, she's putting the champagne to her head as she is singing. I highly doubt.
0: She's a not a tolerance. No. She's, not, she's passing she's out. Not she's not a big girl either. Yeah. But it's. But it's more too, and we'll get to it in a second. Cassie should not be both an emotional center and also a comedic gag every episode. Mm-hmm. They t- like it, like I said earlier. It is clear that he, that she is Sam's muse now, as Zendaya has has been promoted to the boss, yeah, or the underboss of the show, and Sydney's getting all the emotion. Cassie cannot be both. It is such a again. I keep saying whiplash. It is such a whiplash for her to go from one to one. Writing wise, it's, it's just tough to to actually get a beat on this character because she's she's literally whatever he wants her to be. Like there was a part where, and, and we'll, 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 we'll get to the to the hot tub scene because I feel like this it was two fucking different episodes that I was watching. I feel like I had to look at the I had to look at the fucking guide and be like, did I did I skip something? Nate sweating. All right. <laughs> he like fuck. I'm in a fucking hot tub with these niggas. Cassie's all over him, touching his chest. Cassie oh goes, God. whoop,
1: whoop, whoops, oh, clumsy me. I said, that's the oldest fucking trick I've ever fucking
0: seen. So, uh, oh man. Cassie starts being sloppy all over him. Maddie, Maddie says, you know, I think BB says, I'm so glad you guys are back together. Maddie says they're not back together and gets mad that Nate agrees and they argue. The girls team up on him in the hot tub. I'm going to be clear. I don't fuck with Nate. Nate didn't do anything wrong here. It was such a fucking. weird. That was
1: the. And and I I know I'm sure Sam wanted to go in the area of Maddie. Still crazy uh, argumentative type of thing that maybe one says to the other. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Maddie says no immediately. And Cassie goes, wait a minute. For real? as soon as Nate goes no, Maddie is furious. I'm like, you literally, literally just, just had, said no.
0: I feel like they shot that beginning part of the episode way after this scene before they knew what the fuck was going on. Hmm. It was two different people we were seeing there. Yes. And it, I was like, what What the fuck am I watching? Granted. Like it was I'll Alcohol can get you angry.
1: Alcohol can get you in a much different.
0: It wasn't, uh... wasn't Cassie. They wasn't Cassie. What do you mean? They wasn't. Cassie. They wasn't Cassie, bro. Like they they wasn't Cassie drunk.
1: Oh no 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 no. They was they I wasn't mean, they, 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 they were they weren't extremely bad. Like Maddie was. Maddie was doing a little bit of drinking, but Cassie has literally mixed five different things, which we yeah. see the results of that afterward.
0: So, as soon as uh, as soon as the fight starts. Maddie's like, well, I shouldn't have never believed all your promises that you want to be you want to be better. You want to change. You want to get married. You want me to have your babies. Cassie vomits. And this is what I ta- I'm talking about, Mark. From cum towels to, to being musty to vomit. It's like you can't every. Am I wrong? Every week, every week she's the comedic, the comedic j- jab every week. Or how am I supposed to her serious when this keeps happening?
1: Especially serious as she's now going to be the the spooky villain that has blackmail on the bad Nate. Can you even believe it? No. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. How's anybody going to believe it? You you have been emotional all night. You clearly can't stop drinking. This is not anything that's going to go away for you. So how are you going to burn down the entire house like you are claiming that you are going to do to Nate? Nobody can believe you.
0: She leaves, walks up. Again, they the 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 comedy part of this last way too long with her mom trying to drag her out the, the pool or the, or the hot tub. Cassie low key admitting it, but you know, it, it's one of those double double sorries yeah. where it's like Yeah. They think she's sorry yeah. for the vomit. For the vomit. She's, uh-huh. sorry. she's she's sorry for the affair, whatever. And that's I think I believe that's it for her for the episode. Uh back to, to the thruple. Elliot drops Rue off and Jules and Elliot get a little closer. Roos opens the bag, starts taking more of the drugs that she should be selling. A bunch of, and I put in my notes, a bunch of visuals, but really nothing between the ears in this episode. I think by the 30, 40 minute mark, it's like, wrap it up, B. (laughs) I'm like, wrap this shit up. We get it. Uh, Jules turns her phone off when she's at Elliot's house, takes a shower. Um, Cal tries to wrestle someone, starts a fight in the bar with a big nigga. Gets thrown out, can't come back again. We go to Fezco, answers the door as Custer comes back. One of the men they killed the baby mom is asking questions, and that's all the Fez code we get this episode.
1: Forty five minutes to see Fez, uh, forty five minutes to see Faye, forty five minutes to see Ashtray. Big for one piece
0: for the season. Took forty five minutes. It's insane. I, you can't defend it. No, <laughs> it's, it's indefensible. No. He's absolutely not. You, you can't. Um, we we get back to uh, to Ellie's house, and he admits the jewels. that rule isn't sober, and she's been doing fentanyl, heroin, benzos, everything. Uh, he said that, you know, he couldn't lie to her. He's, you know, she hasn't been sober even when he met her. And this this breaks Jules apart because of, because of a But I'm like, how do you not know? She couldn't fucking feel you. Yeah. She was, she was working hard. You
1: really thought you were that trash. I mean, granted, probably down in your pussy eating skills at 17, 18, which is completely fine. But that was, that was bad.
0: <laughs> she was not going to bone off that joint. Right.
1: <laughs> when she said 25 minutes ahead, I was like, ain't, no fucking it, way.
0: Jules need to go get checked for TMJ, bro. Yeah. Like, her jaw might be gone. This bruh. shit might Are be we-
1: lean. 25 minutes of dome. And I, 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 I don't even think there's anybody that would sit through half of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rue hallucinates while she's high uh, with the fentanyl. Uh, hey there, Labyrinth. Great song here. Great visuals here. Again, I will never... You know we don't talk about the visuals a lot because it's, it's just it's a given. This show looks fantastic. Yeah. Really great visuals here we start to realize that she, she's getting high to connect with her father mm-hmm. and she's imagining her death. She's imagining apologizing to these people that she loves to connect with her father. We see her father, she apologizes. And she's like, you know, I'm a bad person. Like I'm, I've changed. I'm I'm not who you used, I used to be. We get the, the shot of Rue. Uh, we get a shot of Rue, you know, high in the window. Uh, very, very heartbreaking. But again, it, it's, it's such a, a shift from Rue. Like we, we got an idea that she was going to be this person in, in the bonus episode. But I feel like it's just such a, I'm sorry, like I get the visual, I get the the sadness and the pressingness of it all. The storyline need to need to speed up here. It needs to be some type of scared straight moment for her to get her to stop. And, and I'm wondering what it's going to be. I, I, um, I saw
1: what you said when you said the scene was unearned. I do agree with that. I feel it, like it, we danced through a whole bunch throughout that point in time. And that scene was a very well-directed, well-produced. Mm-hmm. Strong scene that if we got a little bit more meat and bones at the beginning, yes. watching the tear fall on Labyrinth's shoulder would probably hit a whole lot more, and probably would be one of the better scenes of the season. But from what we got of all that song and dance to where we are now, probably feels a little bit different.
0: It's it's way different. I, I felt and I felt like it was unearned because of what we see of, of rule. You can't again. I have whiplash from this. It's like. I'm supposed. She just shit on her girlfriend. Been fucking around with her, trying to sell drugs but not selling them. Feel bad for me. (laughs) It's like
1: no, yeah, no no, no, nobody wants to do it. You're doing this shit every week, and people get tired. We're tired
0: last week. Yeah, like I, I I don't feel great. Great scene. If this scene's in last season, I'm balling. Oh man, imagine this has imagine. Imagine that was the finale. Imagine
1: that was the 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 finale instead of the instead of the 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 big theatric.
0: And and I felt like they wanted to have that moment again. Yeah. With with the way it was shot and the way that it, w- it was built the up. Wire like, coming
1: in. Oh, man, it was great. They,
0: they wasted it. <laughs> it was such a wasted scene Because we, to stole, me because because
1: of, we stole White Claws all night. And yeah. uh, we played Truth or Dare about licking stomachs. It's
0: it's, it's such a weird... It, it had no business being in this episode, to be honest with you. And the way they set it up in the, in the next time of you're thinking something tragic is about to happen. Nope, this is just another scene and a bunch of scenes that happened before. It just happens to be longer than the last one. Um, Cal, a.k.a. the Joker, <laughs> uh, comes home. He's on the floor. There's your dick for the week. Oh, as his dick is out. There his dick go. is out for... Almost made it. His dick is out for at least... A couple seconds. Uh, 75, no, 75% of the scene, his dick is out while he's talking and, and doing this. This is a 15-minute promo monologue promo. Yep. <laughs> of just Cal. I'm not going to say that. Let me let me. This is not on the actor. He's fantastic here. Let me be clear. Yeah, sure. He's great. Yeah, he's great. I think the laughing was a bit much, but I feel like Sam probably told him to do that shit. The laughing was like very Seth Mm Rollins-esque. It was too much. Uh, Nate knows what's going on. Uh, Marge comes out, their mother. He says, I'm an animal. You know how many men I fucked? I said, oh, here we go.
1: You were just emotionally damaged. Two people for uh, the
0: rest of their lives. Nate already knows. But, he, but Kyle comes out to his family. He says, I'll fuck man. I'll fuck women. I'll fuck transsexuals. And he says he regrets Nate. Says the family's been holding him back. Says that, you know, you think if I went to a strip club, slaps the mom on the ass. <laughs> like, all right, man. This was overwritten to a degree that I felt was just like almost disrespectful to the LGBT community. In a lot of ways. And then, I can't speak to them, but I, if, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just felt it felt wrong watching this.
1: If coming out feels like you telling your son, if I fucked a woman, you wouldn't have been, as I'm like, he's not, he's not going to play that card and tell his son, if I would have said, I fucked three hoes at a strip club tonight, you would have been cheering me on and said, Ooh, just don't, just, just don't tell mom. And he goes, you I was like, ain't a- no way, bro. You, you, you so really I- didn't.
0: I- you really didn't. Too heavy-handed. Also, but you gotta look beyond, like just the character. It's like Sam, "What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, your whole show is laden with stereotypes. Why are you zeroing in on this one?
1: <laughs> yeah, worst, worst time to try and do a double standard.
0: What? What is wrong? What's what? You have a strong, beautiful, fantastic actress who you have just made a relationship fodder. Can we talk about Elliot and, and how he's just a, a plot device? He's just a walking plot device. Like when he when he blew the drugs away, I said he's gonna tell Jules. You knew you knew really, it immediately as soon, as soon as he as soon as he blew the I, drugs away? It was guilt.
1: But here's my thing. It was guilt. I'm still I'm still not sure what he wants. Uh I don't know if he just he, wants to wreck this relationship or if he really does want Rue or if he really
0: does want Jules. I have no idea. He is a plot device. He is literally somebody that, that, that Mark, take Elliot out the picture. With what Rue is doing, you don't need Elliot to be around for them to implode. We already know they're toxic together. We've been saying this since the bonus episode. Yep. Jules found out and knew that she was too toxic for Rue because she already knows that Rue uses her as a stand-in for her addiction. Yep. We've been here already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elliot is not as fantastic as Dominic Fike is doing this season. I think he's doing a great job. There ain't nothing for this nigga to work with.
1: Have you come around around in him being... uh, What was he described as? uh, It it felt like it wasn't necessary when we saw him early. But now, it seems like he's a little bit more of a piece toward this. But how big of a piece when, again, like you said, we can have this happen without Without this explosion...
0: You take you take Elliot out of the equation, you can still get the story. You can still have Rude doing what she's doing. You can still have Jules being suspicious and worried about if she's still enough for her. You can still do every single thing in this without Elliot having to say it. Jules is way smarter and was written way smarter last season. She could have figured this shit out on her own. Yeah. <laughs> like this is crazy to me.
1: And that's and that's then, one th- and that's one thing we ended up talking about. I texted you. Wow, Jules is dumb horny this episode. He says he ain't horny, she's just hurt and insecure. Yeah. And you hate it had to be her based off the fact that we thought that the way that she played everything in season one, she has to be above or at least know a way to play out and get out of whatever type of game that Ru plays. Tried to escape the end of season one. We didn't like it. We didn't like it. Came back. Everything just happened so fast at that New Year's Eve party. We are just like, well, they kind of just took two months
0: or so out of that and just Yo, I said an episode, I said a couple episodes ago I said they gave us everything we wanted How are they going to pay this off? (laughs) (laughs) I literally said I said they gave us everything we wanted in season one and how are they going to pay this off? Like this Like this, so back to Cal, talks to Aaron uh, Nate's brother about his porn habits Some of those things, hey man Hey man
1: Uh, I I'm not watching I'm not watching any of those. If he's a rotten.com nigga, by all means, do what you do. Gang bangs? The Gangbangs? Nah, I'm good. Pee in the butt? But uh Bukakis and all that shit. What is it? Is that, is that how I said buckcakes? how is how's, how's it, how's it pronounced? How's it pronounced? I don't know. I'm not watching it. But even with all that, not a child predator. I do not I I care. But I don't.
0: But the king. Yeah. So I, get it, but I don't. He says Nate's life is a secret and he knows nothing about him. And he says, I'm so sorry I fucked you up with my double life. What are you doing, Sam? Come on, brother. We're scarring uh,
1: everybody right now.
0: Cal blaming everybody, everyone else but himself for his problems. He says, I think you set me free. And he leaves the house. And I don't think this is the last we see of him. We of course have uh we of course have the MacGuffin of the season. The tape is still out there. So I'm sure Cal is gonna come into play for this. I would imagine that Nate is going to try and find that tape for revenge. And I think he's gonna try and get that tape back by any means possible. I would imagine that Nate is actually probably getting close to Maddie because he wants that tape back. To be honest with you.
1: Wow, I didn't even think of that. But wait, how does I, Nate know how does Nate know that Maddie has that
0: tape? Because she was over the house. He's been known. She was over the house. He knows it. You think he
1: just he, keeps it You think he just keeps it low?
0: Yeah. I think he because he know he knew she was at his house. Remember, it was season one. He knew she was at his house. And that was the last time he, he saw
1: the tape, more than likely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he knows. So.
1: There was such a and I'm completely unrelated from Nate and Maddie, and maybe they could end up being relating. There was a feeling that I had that I could not shake this week. And it was Death Around the Corner. Uh I thought it was going to be. Gonna die. Die. I thought nobody. I thought it was going to happen from Cal drunk driving. It was bad. Uh, I thought yeah. it was going to be once Cal said goodbye, and I thought he was going to either put the shit to his head right in front of his entire family, or he would go outside and do it. Something made me feel like death is coming, and I don't mean to be like Paul Bearer and Kane, and um, say like, Kane is coming, but it felt that way. And I, the way that Nate looked at Cal. That entire 15 minute promo, so ominous, um, looked completely separated that's from the conversation, but did, I, I think I could, I can't even tell you if he blinked or not. There's something <laughs> there's something menacing. There's something ominous. And I don't know if it's going to be a father son type thing that happens there, but I couldn't shake that feeling this week.
0: That's the end game. That's the end game is Nate versus Cal. It's, it's clear it's Nate versus Cal yeah. and Fezco, whatever with uh rue it seems like it's the end game the the from the looks of from the looks of the next time on those drugs are going to be trying to be f- found and i think that they're going to be trying to look for rue about them drugs let's be clear mm-hmm. it has the, that has to be it that's the big hook here because there is no reason why they didn't there there's there's that's the reason they put the the, the focus in the on, on the drugs again
1: how did you feel about the critique that came out last week about the dealer Obviously, the woman dealer that Rue ended up having a whole bunch of influence from and even influenced her to start serving herself. Um, The big critique that came last week was, how are you such this big time dealer that we saw had all these people that literally strip people naked and make sure that they're not fucking with you? And you let this little girl, this little 17 year old girl get. A 50K, well, a 50K offer, first and foremost, but 10K worth of drugs, not thinking that she's about to fuck that up.
0: I'll tell you how. Bad writing. <laughs> bad right It's a bad mark. It's a bad plot. Yeah, bad plot. We we. There, I had hopes for this this subplot with real because I thought she was going to play it straight, mm-hmm. and then it devolved into more fuckery and stupidity. It it. it I, I like. I would like talking about her problems if they were done in a real way. This is a soap opera, which is which is clear. I mean, obviously we're watching a soap opera, but it's bad writing. I, it is really bad writing, and if it, if it's going where I think it's going, I think I think we're in for a ride for these last four episodes. By this time, you've got to the carnival in season one, which I thought was yeah still a a banner episode in this series. But the escalation of this, I I, I do say, and I think it's fair enough to say halfway into the season, this is falling into the sophomore slump. Obviously, we're going to cover the rest of the season, but I'm interested in seeing how 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 much lower this goes before we can wrap it up and say like this is how we thought about it and, and give people our thoughts on the season. But that was the end of the episode. We got a montage of everybody, including Kat, which I'm like, why the fuck are we showing her? Nobody we care, but no one in the show cares a fuck about in Kat. In a
1: car with Ethan, yeah. I was just like, okay.
0: And she's no like, conversation. Yeah. Also making Kat seem like an like an asshole for saying she can't stand him, but we don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I, I think that this is just bad. I, I I think it's bad. So we'll see next week, episode five. We've been told episode five is when a lot of shit hits the fan. Um I'm expecting a lot from this they gotta say they gotta save it but it's 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 up and down it's it's peaks and valleys with the show and and you know it 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 was it's getting scary so yeah that was episode four of season two of euphoria uh next week we we got we got we got apparently a banger but i mean you know we're gonna see what happens i'm gonna i'm gonna try and stay optimistic but you know we'll have cat watch next week oh wait wait there we go. They go to Music Mark. Mm-hmm. Any, any shout-outs?
1: Um, I want to give a shout-out to Cassie. You are not getting away from this green award this week.
0: Oh my god. Wait, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Cut the music. I I dislike this episode so much we almost forgot about the Green Awards. You see
1: how you be trying to you see how you be trying to wave to get away from giving it to Cassie, yo? Hey. Oh, niggas oh, see it. Niggas see it, right? Almost cut the show off before Cassie gets this green award. Rue was gonna get it very early, but I just felt it, it's it's I'm 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 annoyed. I'm tired of just watching a lot of the things that come from Rue, which is honestly why I'm really surprised that a lot of the reports without this past week end up talking about how uh, the thing that came out with TMZ from Dare and talking about how Euphoria is really yeah. glorifying drug use. Not a uh, not a single fucking thing that Rue has done has made anybody want to do drugs. Has it? There's there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way she's influencing no. people to take fentanyl
0: and do heroin no No. this is if anything there should be shouting these niggas out for showing you why you shouldn't do that shit yes
1: because look how much of a fucking stress this is so much so that we're gonna give the proposed terrible villain cassie first green award of the season say you're gonna ruin nate's life and blow everything up i dare you to do it i dare
0: you yeah i give it to cassie too she was green Rue Ru was, I feel like Rue wasn't even in this episode long enough to get the green award. So, uh yeah, that's our green award for the week. Hold on, let me, let me get back to it. Hold on. There it goes. Yeah. So, as always, thank you guys for listening to Overly Medicated, our podcast reviewing HBO's Euphoria. <sighs> Mark, until next week, buddy.
1: Next week will be, be- well, Next week, hopefully, will be better.
0: Yes, absolutely. So for Mark, I'm Justin. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week on the show. Peace out.